Welcome into the roundtable. And not too long ago, we saw the folding of a brokerage and what that meant for its carriers in terms of getting their money back from a brokerage that didn't necessarily, or at least at the moment, uh, did not pay them immediately and upfront with those upfront uh, bills that were due. Joining us to talk about how to get your money back if you find yourself in that situation, we have Sean Smith, the VP of product at Denim, and also, as mentioned, Matt Leffler, appropriately addressed uh, here, the armchair attorney as well. Gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Sean, let me start with you. Let's start with a very basic situation. Uh, obviously, we, we know that uh, companies are failing, unfortunately, and one of the outlets there is bankruptcy. So if a company files for bankruptcy and you're a carrier and you need to get your money back, what's your recourse there? Yeah, so if I'm a carrier and I see my broker, you know, find themselves in an unfortunate situation, I'm going directly to the shipper. I'm taking my proof of delivery, my bill of lading, I'm calling the accounts payable department, and I'm informing them the situation with the broker. I still have a lien on this load and I have a right to collect. And so I'm gonna do my part to be amenable. I'm gonna have pointy elbows maybe, but I, I, need to be able to, I need to be able to get paid for this load. So I'm gonna be able to do my best to get in front of the shipper and, and make sure that I get paid. Now, the first thing I want to do is file on that bond. So you've got to check that box first. But your next best way to go is going right to the shipper. Matt, when you look at the situation, it's pretty simple in order to file a bankruptcy claim. But is there anything else that you can do just in that situation if a brokerage were to file for bankruptcy? Yeah, so when you have a bankruptcy proceeding, there's a, there's a stay that gets in place. And that stay prevents any litigation against the, the broker happening outside of the bankruptcy proceeding. So the, the point is, once you've exhausted your filing on the bond and going after the shipper, you're going to be in line with the bankruptcy proceedings. And you're going to have a level of tranches that get paid in priorities versus you as a general unsecured creditor. But that's where you have to go. When you're starting to break down a firm that has a bunch of debts, the bankruptcy court is where you're going to end up being. And that can take months, if not years, to go processing, whether you see someone like a yellow or we haven't seen Convoy file bankruptcy yet, but that's the path. It's an arduous process, but it is the process that you have to follow. Unfortunately, it might be as painful as, unfortunately, what your dog is presenting there uh, as well. Uh, Sean, let's move to that situation where, obviously, again, companies are failing. Some of them decide not to go bankrupt. Do you go that same route in terms of trying to get your money? Yeah, I think the Matt can speak to the legal proceedings. As he said, long, expensive, if I'm a carrier, I've got to hire attorneys, we pay them by the minute, right? And so I want to try to avoid that as much as I can in order for us to get paid. Now, we come across this a lot in the factoring world. So we've got quite a bit of experience here. And what we really try to do is, is go directly to the source of funds. Now, no shipper wants to be known that they don't pay their carrier. Everyone wants to be able to have their loads covered. And so if you have a really clear, direct conversation about how they can get this load paid so we can keep moving freight for you, that's the path that I would take. And so, Matt, we come back to you. And of course, the situation with uh, Convoy is one. And of course, they did not de declare bankruptcy, of course, has not declared bankruptcy yet. Don't know if that's going to happen. But they still had creditors out there that were looking to get paid uh, with an article that appeared on FreightWaves.com earlier in the week. What recourse do they have at this particular point that that option is not necessarily there? 
Yeah, I mean, if a shipper's already paid the broker, their shipper's going to tell you, go pound sand. Like, they've already paid the bill. You have to go deal with that uh, brokerage to get that money. Convoy's interesting. I think when you talk about bankruptcy, you're considered insolvent for 90 days before you actually file, which I think is why we have not seen Convoy file yet, because that deal with Flexport uh, is going to be hopefully outside of the bankruptcy proceedings. If they went to bankruptcy now, that deal could potentially be unwound. And that's probably why they haven't declared bankruptcy. You can declare bankruptcy voluntarily, or you can be forced into bankruptcy involuntarily by your creditors. So it's very surprising to me that creditors in the Convoy case have not really pushed Convoy towards that inevitability because they ultimately will be bankrupt. I mean, they are bankrupt now. It's just they haven't filed yet. So this is a very difficult thing. It is hard to safely move freight on time and undamaged. It's a challenging job. And getting paid shouldn't be as painful as it is. But in this environment, in this market, a lot of brokers and a lot of motor cures are on very razor-thin margins, and any day could be your last day. So it is so important to make sure you have a good understanding of your partner's financial capabilities to make good on the promises that they have, because the worst-case scenario is shipper pays a, a broker, broker becomes insolvent, goes into bankruptcy, and then you're left holding the bag wondering, how soon will I get paid? And that, like we talked about earlier, could be months, if not years. Yeah, we want to get to that there as well. Sean, looking at, are there any other situations? Obviously, you have filed for bankruptcy, you have not filed for bankruptcy. Any other situations, any other factors that are taken into account? Obviously, every situation may be just a slight bit different here or there. Yes, you're just still trying to get your money in the end, but uh, any other factors that you need to be looking for in these if these situations happen to come up? Matt was already starting to touch on it. Prevention is the biggest you know bet that these carriers can take right now have a reserve account ready so that 10 grand isn't going to make or break your fleet or your brokerage. Make sure that you've got, you know, multiple layers of defense, whether it be trade credit insurance, whether it be a factoring relationship or just fantastic credit and risk management and diversification of your um, book. I think those are the biggest ways that, you know, carriers and brokers can stay safe, whether it be a broker that hits an unfortunate situation or a shipper. Matt, not necessarily giving out legal advice here, certainly, but if you find yourself in that situation, what is your what is your recourse? What is your plan of attack? If in fact all of a sudden you get a notice saying, "Hey, sorry, we're out of business," or, or "Hey, sorry, we're declaring bankruptcy." Yeah, I mean, if you find out that someone's bankrupt or just about to go bankrupt, you want to make sure you get your claims processed as quickly as possible. The best recourse is to have a good relationship with a lawyer who can help you navigate this stuff. A lot of things when it comes to filing a claim in a bankruptcy proceeding can be done by yourself. You don't have to have a lawyer to do that. But it's super important to understand when things start going in a bad way, you have the relationships to hit the button to get this thing moving. If you know someone might go bankrupt, but they haven't filed yet, it's a really interesting thing to to file a suit beforehand, to get something in a judgment potentially against that uh, debtor. Because at the end of the day, if you have a judgment versus a creditor, uh, versus a debtor, I should say, you can have priority in getting paid out when you ultimately go through the bankruptcy proceedings. Otherwise, you are a general unsecured creditor. You are the lowest of the low in terms of who gets paid first. So you want to make sure you're taking a good view of how do you manage risk when things go wrong? Because the actuality is this potential is inevitable in markets like this. So you have to be prepared for the worst case scenario because it will happen sooner than later. Sean, as Matt mentioned, uh, everybody's working on razor thin margins at this particular point. And yes, sometimes every day could be a carrier's or broker's or even shipper's uh, last day. 
There's we've seen, of course, some some retailers feel the brunt of the recession uh, there as well. If you start to sense this, or how do you deal with it in terms of trying to just make sure that you are keeping your ducks in order and and hopefully making sure that you're not, for lack of a better term, pissing people off to the point that they that, that they're just going to screw you if they decide to 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 pull up the we're closed sign. Yeah, I think the biggest thing here is around concentration within your source of business. So I think it's really easy, especially when everything is going up and to the right, to be able to double down and land and expand within a single shipper or a single broker. And it's really easy in those apps, they make it really easy to accept one load, complete it, and pick up the next one. But I think where folks should be thinking about here is 20-ish percent is really where you should cap any single source of business. And you should look to go elsewhere to make sure that you've got a properly diversified set of business. Now, there's a level of durability that comes with that. Now, there's a lot of sales effort that has to come with that. But really, it's about getting through this around the other side. When things go up and to the right again, you're around for it. Matt, we've got about 30 seconds left here. Again, let's ask the penultimate question. When do we get paid? We talk about months and years. I mean, is there a calendar out there that says I can get paid in two years? Or, or, or what, what can I expect out of this? It, it depends. That's the lawyer answer. It depends on how complex the deal is. It depends on how many creditors there are. It depends what other deals have been done. Ultimately, you will get paid something if there is money to be had. You will get what we call a pro rata distribution, a proportional amount of money to your end of claim. So you will likely never be made whole. If you are owed 100 bucks, you might get 10 bucks. You might get 20 bucks. You might get nothing. So it really just depends on who the creditor is, what has actually happened in that relationship. Are you secured? Are you unsecured? And it is a it is a bear in these things. There's no yeah. one size fit all model. The bigger the company, the longer the bankruptcy. Definitely a tough situation when razor thin margins and split second decision making can make or break a company there as well. Gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us on our roundtable. Thanks, Bill. All right, let's move back over to Kaylee Nix with our last check of headlines from FreightWaves.com. <laughs> 